Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk and I'm here with Danielle. What's up? <laughs> hey, Mama. That's what I feel like I mama. should say. Oh, it's my funny. God. I, the, just the way she said, hey, Mama. But we haven't even gotten a hey, Mama from her yet. No. Yes, we did. Oh, we did? On the phone with Raz when she goes, hey, Raz. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. I wonder where she got that from. I don't know. But Destiny's Child? I don't know. My, like, the kids in the office say it now, but I'm like, you guys aren't doing Heather Hollow Townsend. So no. I don't know what this is. No. Um, We are in, like, a brink of Bravo news right now. I know that, like, we're supposed to be rewatching and talking about season five, episode three today, but I, like have to talk to you about this article of the reality reckoning i still didn't read it i'm having a week nothing you know every detail that's in there the best spoiler alert the 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 housewives drank and the best thing that ever happened was ebony k williams speaking yes i was just gonna say the only thing i saw that seemed like great was her saying like f no do i need bethany frankel which like i agree with it is ebony k williams i was like did i just make up a middle initial for her but no Ebony K. Williams, that was amazing. That quote was perfect. Oh, yes, agree. She doesn't need her. She doesn't need her at all. No. And it was very much, you know, those girls in school who like come with a big complaint and you're like, you complain about everything. I don't really trust your complaint. Yes. That is Leah and Bethany. And that's what they sound like in this article. Like Bethany's like, they plied people with alcohol. And it's like, yeah, skinny girl, they did. Speaking of skinny girl, behind me is the bag of skinny girl popcorn that I was eating. You it's are the such best. a chill for them. Dude, it's just that popcorn. It's the only popcorn I love. It's it's the perfect amount for like one serving. It's the best. Every kernel pops. 
I don't even know if she owns it anymore as Danny Pellegrino. Sue and I went last week to see Danny. Sister Circle. We can't talk too much about it. No, I was just going to say all he said. Yeah, we can't share Sister Circle is what Danny called our like secret room of love and sharing info, which I did a very good job and I didn't share anything. However, this was just a little thing where he kept telling Bethany products he likes and Bethany in an interview just kept saying, I don't own that anymore. I feel lucky that I listened to that interview before he had to take it down. Cause I was like, I remember all of this. Really? Yeah. Um, but it was just, it was such a great show. He really puts on an amazing show and I hope he does more tour dates because, and I, but I can see why he wouldn't though. It's exhausting. He like really runs the stage and like does a lot of work for it. it oh, was he fantastic. was amazing. 10 out of 10. Oh, and we, we got to see Matt, which is was fun too. True. Yes. Yes. And if you don't listen to Danny, you should, cause his recaps and everything he does, he's just, he's, he's my favorite podcaster that's for sure so anyway this episode it is called boozy brunch which to me is just like a staple of being a new yorker and Mm -hmm. all of that is just brunch i spent most of my 20s definitely even into later 20s not going out at night just getting drunk at brunch on a saturday at two o'clock and staying out till like one o'clock in the morning like that is oh yeah Brunch starts at 11 and ends maybe at 11. You went to brunch at 11? I mean, you met me. I'm an early morning person. Who are you going to get brunch with at 11? We met for at, for brunch at 2. <laughs> maybe 1. I was always pushing it earlier. I don't like starting things late. Brunch is basically a very important meal of the week. It looked like they went on like a Friday, though. Yes. It didn't really look like a weekend brunch. because so- especially went to the jamie and that would have been popping on the weekend <laughs> yeah so aviva carol heather and sonia all meet up for brunch yeah i love that carol rips on aviva and then sonia for driving downtown and not taking the subway i agree have we ever seen a housewife take the subway no i don't believe so are there any but i also don't know how easy it is to film down in the subway the kardashians did it yeah, they're the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm just saying one time. I, you can, but it's just also like, why lug all that equipment down there? Who really do you it. think takes the subway I think, across across all all New York? Um, definitely Carol. I feel definitely. like Carol walks or takes the subway most places. I think Bethany and Alex. Yeah. Pre, pre, you know, super famous Bethany. Yeah. No, because we, by the time she was doing Skinny Girl, she was, she had a driver. Yeah. I think Heather takes the subway. Yeah, I could see that. But it's like, the thing is, is like, it's somebody asked me once, like, did you take the bus in Manhattan? And I was like, no, because I could walk faster. And they were like, ha ha ha. And I was like, no, I've literally been in a bus and like seen somebody in like a wheelchair and a walker go faster. (laughs) Like, you just sit there and, yeah. you're like, you know, like, it's just horrible. Like, and it's not like, oh, the people are like, oh, you're packed in. It's just, it's so slow. It's just inefficient. It's a horrible swipe of the card. The subway brings New York together because people oh, yeah. from every class and walk of like take the subway. I still stand by and will always stand by. The R train is the best place to cry. Nobody That's cares. That's a rule from How I Met Your Mother. You're a true New Yorker if you cry on, on the subway. Like, That's one of their New York rules. But true. But like you can also just like, 
out and out sob on the R train and you're in solace, but you're around people, it's like so comforting in a weird way. <laughs> and you can also, they have like window seats where you could like sit and look out the window. So you feel like you're in a movie, like, or like, or a music video, you know, and you mm-hmm. like, especially when it goes above ground, you can like watch the rain hit the window and cry and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Ooh, funny. And you know who's a big subway taker is Andy Cohen. Big subway That doesn't taker. surprise me. No, no. He's a man of the people. I've seen so many celebs <laughs> I, on the I wouldn't call him that. But no, I mean, like, he's a New Yorker who, like, understands the fastest way to get around New York walking in subway. That's what I mean. Fair. Um, Although right. I will give... Oh, so one more thing on the subway. Sorry, we're spending way too much time on this. Aviva Never. discusses her anxieties around the subway, which... I can understand when she explains them, though I think she needs some therapy to deal with these anxieties, but she has a lot of anxieties. But again, I understand where they come from. She, and her, she explains it as like, I was trapped in a machine, so I don't like being trapped in machines, which is like airplanes and trains. And I, I understand that, but I agree. Like, I do wish at this point, like it happened when she was six. I I would hope that she would have a little bit more distance and a little bit more help with it but you know therapy's come a long way so maybe it was just different yeah and then the only the real thing uh in the opening scene about this brunch is we learned that sonia lived in italy from ages 20 to 26 with a count oh yeah and you know sonia just says so many things where i'm just like really but it, most of the time it does seem to be true but that feels like a, a what you lived in italy for five years like i love that carol was like what is it with this these ladies and like the like trend of countessness because she's like i'm a princess they're countesses like but like sonia you've said it before sonia really needs a book of her life like we I need know. to know the morgan diaries of like what her life was like like you know how like sex in the city did young carrie bradshaw i feel like we need young sonia morgan i fully agree with that very much that was the other thing in the vanity fair article is that they said that like sonia's drinking was the most problematic and that like bethany tried to stage an intervention and it didn't work and I'm just kind of like, Bethany, you have plied that woman. Like, we've watched you pour booze for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just, I have a hard time. Like, and like the kind of theme of her and Leah was like, oh, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. You're just addicted to fame. And it's just interesting watching this because I'm just like, of all the players, of all the housewives, I feel like Sonia. Knows the game, loves the game, plays the game well. Yeah. Also, is it Bravo's fault that fame is an addiction? No. Like, that's not their fault. And you signed up for a TV show. And, like, a lot of the issues that they have is, like, oh, they said that I would, like, Leah was, like, they said I could leave for my, to see my grandmother, but I didn't feel like they meant it. Which is one of those things where I get it, because in TV, they're kind of, like everything is the show and they say things because they know they have to say things like Mm -hmm. oh you have to go be with your family 
But at the same time, no one's going to be like, oh, my God, you went to see your family. And if they are, then they're assholes and you shouldn't work on that show. You know, like, I I just I get it where and it's hard because when you work in TV, it's so toxic (laughs) because it's always just like everything's for the sake of this show. I remember I was working on a show once and it launched during Christmas and they were just like Christmas is canceled and there was no irony, no joke. It was just Christmas is canceled we are working mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like great yeah it's this. and to me part of it too like this the franchise and the housewives have been around for so long for people who signed up later i understand the early on but you can't play naive to what the platform is and the reach and all of that you know and that's the thing, like, you kind of talk, do it Talk great. to, like, eight other people who are doing it before you sign up for, you know, do do some due diligence. Absolutely. But I just think that, like, the article really made it seem like poor Sonia Morgan, she's this alcoholic woman that's taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like Sonia, like, I, I don't know about her drinking. I don't know enough to say. But I do know from what I see, I don't think she cares. Yeah. Like, yeah there's there's nothing that's going wrong in her life so i don't think she cares and mm-hmm. it's just like she's having fun so like what's the problem anyway she is having a fun time with all of them they have a great time at this brunch they're in what is it meatpacking probably i think so um which I felt bad. I was like, Aviva on cobblestone? That's got to ha- be hard. Like, oh, I have a tough time on cobblestone. True. And Heather was wearing some huge heels. She had, like, a club outfit on for this this brunch route. It was definitely interesting. To um, be but- fair, in, at any given time in meatpacking in- district, there's always somebody in club attire. True, true, true. Um, then they do a quick little, like, go-away scene to Lou and her daughter. And I just, like, can't. I can't even talk about this whole scene because the entire thing is just Lou telling her daughter who she keeps calling Angie, but I know she means Angel, but she calls her that like four times. And she's basically saying that she thinks she might want to have a baby with Jacques. And her daughter is like, aren't you like 45? Like, can this still even happen? In the nicest way of just like, I think that time has passed. Yeah. (laughs) Um. I my note is Luann more kids nope <laughs> I'm just like no it's the same thing with Ramona's storyline last year I was like I'm just not I'm not playing this game I know like, and isn't that one of the reasons Josh and Luann ended up breaking up because he wanted he doesn't have any kids and he wanted kids and she obviously like I don't think she really wants kids there's no shot Luann had any intention of having a baby I thought it was also that she was like banging a pirate. <laughs> that too, that too. But I do remember, I think something yeah. like a disagreement there. Cause I think, yeah, I think, you know, men, lucky them, they can have a baby at 80 if they want. Um, it reminds me also of when Melissa Gorga was talking about having the baby. Exactly. Like, like, I'm just like, I understand and I don't discount their want, but I don't feel like it's a realistic practical want that they actually see themselves doing like even Lou in her confessional was like just think five years from now I could be with a five-year-old and I was like you weren't with your five-year-olds like you know and I'm not to go Ramona on her oh also the whole thing is that like there's a reckoning I think the worst thing that ever happened in that article was something that all Bravo fans also know is that Ramona's racist 100% didn't need an article to tell me that 
Yeah, and like what the article said, I feel like everyone who is a Bravo fan kind of already knew and kind of already hates her for. And I I just like if we want to cancel Ramona as a result of this, fine. But if you're going to try and bring down Housewives because they drink and producers are tough on reality stars, then everything falls. Mm-hmm. Like I do think that they deserve a union. I do think they deserve more money. I, I think they think deserve that there's this like secret problem. They made it sound like people were getting sex trafficked <laughs> the way that they were talking about this like in-depth six-month reported article. And I just feel like you could have followed a few Bravo accounts and gotten all of that information. Yeah, it just I don't even know, but I agree that they union more money and in syndication, they should be getting paid because actors get paid for that as well, you know, or they should be getting paid more. But anyway, I don't want to talk about this anymore. We go back to the ladies who lunch because we're done with Lou and her baby story. Um, We find out that Carol has met Steven Tyler and they have a photo together where they look like twins. And that was my favorite moment of the entire episode. That was hilarious. But also they've told this while they're in a cab on their way to the St. James Hotel to jimmy at the james which is a rooftop bar which is i went to a um premiere party I forget if it was for younger or if it was from for kirstie alley's show but it was so cool there's like a pool in the middle of it and there's really nice seating that has like absolutely gorgeous views but you absolutely see like a very 360 panoramic you're it feels like you're on the edge of the building because it's very very open and a lot of windows and I felt for Aviva because she has anxiety and she makes sure that she tells them she's like I need Reed with me if I'm gonna do this and Reed actually appears Carol is just like is Reed magic like every time she needs him he just shows up and I was just like He's the best fucking husband. I agree. I also really like that he was like, just a romantic lunch with me and my wife and her three friends. And I thought that was very funny. To me, the most interesting thing of this next part, also, yeah, the scenery was amazing at this pool top. Like, the pool rooftop. I could not believe she walked out on that roof deck because that roof deck is one of the, like, I don't love heights. And it's one of the scarier ones because you really Really? feel like there's... Like, it's all window. Like, it's like, like, it's all glass. So, like, and it's like a very thin railing on it. So you just feel like if you trip, you're going to fall off this building and into the depths of New York City. Yeah. Like, you really feel like you're in the skyline. The most interesting thing of the scene was we find out Reed does not wear a wedding ring because Aviva thinks more women will hit on him if he has one. And I wanted your take on men who don't wear wedding rings. I do look for a wedding ring, but I do notice that um, in this day and age, you don't really have to be married to be in a serious relationship. I feel like a lot of people live with long-term partners. And so it's really like, while I look for it, first of all, I talk to people no matter what like if a guy's wearing a ring i'm just like oh i probably can't flirt with him (laughs) but like i'm also not a great flirt so that's not happening really oh i'm a great flirt i like i used to have it when i was in my 20s man 
I was so good. And now I'm just kind of like, hmm, let's call a spade a spade and we're both tired. true it's been a while since i have flirted with someone but i i hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I like I think men should wear a wedding ring. I don't really get not wearing one. I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, I've had my my brother is happily married but has not worn a ring because he loses it all the time i've seen like i've now i see more and more of those rubber rings and a lot Mm -hmm. of men are wearing those and i do appreciate that because they're just like first of all i don't want to wear jewelry it's weird and it's heavy and the other thing is like oh you're like it's easier it doesn't get caught on things like i don't know i get it but i don't think it's weird necessarily yeah yeah Interesting take, and you'll find out later what Aviva might be rethinking this. Yes. Um. So then we go to Aviva's house, and we get a little moment with her and her kids. And we learn a lot of interesting things. First off, she names her daughter Sienna, which was the second name that we almost named my daughter. Really? I love that name. We love that name. And that's the college Derek went to, so it had like double meaning, but we didn't use it. But I love that name. Um. And they have the four kids, and it's really just how many degrees Aviva said she has. Yeah, she said she has a law degree and a master's in French. And when I, when she, when she said law degree, my higher ed radar went off, and I was like, "Did you do your undergrad in pre law, or did you go to law school?" I was wondering the same thing. I feel like she, I was like, I feel like lawyers don't say I have a law degree. She would have said, I went to law school. Like, did she get a master's and then go to law school? That is a lot of, that's like in school for a really long time. They should have spent the money on shrinks. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a dig. I love therapy. Um, But she's, she's a stay at home mom and she loves it. And like, I do believe her actually being a mom. I don't know if it's because she's washing her kids, but I think it's also like the way that Aviva handles bath time versus the way that Cindy handled bath time last season is just night and day because like Aviva seems to know her children's names. Yes. Two (laughs) things. Just looked it up. It says she has a BA from Vassar's. She went on to get her master's in French literature from NYU and her jurisdiction, which is her JD, which is what lawyers have, 
from Benjamin Cardoza School of Law. And I don't know what that is. That sounds like a law and order lawyer. (laughs) Like, we got to get Cardoza. Cardoza says the judge isn't going to grant it. But a JD is different. It gets confusing because like not all lawyers are JDs. Like, you know, they have like the different, like there's Esquire or JD. Uh Yeah. So I don't know what the hell, and I don't know what this Cardoza School of Law is. I'm telling you, I feel like it's like it's a yeshiva university. Oh my god, I'm learning so much in my quick googling. It's the Sipowitz of schools. Yeah. Um. So, where JDs? Anyone who graduates from law school, Esquire is someone who passes the bar. So I don't know if she ever took the bar, but she went to law school. I mean, I think that her choice to be a mom, even with those degrees, was the right one. She seems very, very happy. And she was, like, dressed up for a night on the town. And she was like, you know, um, if you invite me out, like... I don't want to go. Which I really related to. Like, not even as a kid thing. Just, she doesn't have FOMO, which I really like. She likes her home and she likes her home life. And I thought that was really nice. And I thought it was really shitty that people think that she's not fulfilled because she's not working, which I was like, the thing is, is that people don't understand that we all have different feelings, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, different feelings of fulfillment. And yeah. It was like, I probably wouldn't feel fulfilled. I'm not going to put that on somebody else. And I no, no. So no, it was a nice little that. scene to, to get to know her a little more. Yeah. Um, I liked that scene a lot. It was sweet. Then we go to like my least favorite scenes that we've seen so many times. Ramona working. Yeah, but the best was when they pan into her office and there's a life-size cardboard cutout of Ramona and her wine. Oh my god, I don't even it know if I noticed so that. It was so funny. It was so funny. I was like, I would love to take that and like, I don't know, draw yeah. funny mustaches on it. Um, so Sonia comes to see Ramona at work. And we learn, this is the first time she says it, the Sonia in the city, that she trademarked this name. And it's funny because that's literally what she still calls her show to this day. And that's the first place Sue and I met was going to a Sonia in the city show together. I thought the same thing. And I was like, I didn't realize that that was supposed to be like an event planning company. <laughs> literally like who is giving Sonia, like who's giving Sonia advice, business advice? Like this is what happened to the toaster. Ramona you didn't even finish Heather, that. That's the problem. Ramona and Heather, because she goes to Heather's office right after. Spoiler alert. But and I mean, like, outside the show, who is her legitimate manager? Who's telling her? I like, who is not organizing her? I don't think she had any, and I think that's the whole reason why she lost all that money in that movie deal. How could she like, not have a manager at this point? She's been a housewife for so long. Did she not want one? Like. But if she does, they're probably yes per- people. She seems like she surrounds herself with yes people. True. And that's what happens. Guys, always encourage people around you to challenge you. <laughs> like, and yep. like, hey, if you think I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> like, Because um, then you end up like Sonia and you end up being like, I'm going to have, I want to combine my toaster oven my cookbook and my venue and i'm gonna make like treats for people in my toaster oven for millions of people it was just like this doesn't make any sense and i thought it was really funny like as much as heather and ramona don't agree on a lot of things their business acumen and their business like um advice to her are the same they're basically Mm -hmm. 
one brand, bitch, one thing. Like, one brand and then everything underneath it. Like, did you learn nothing from Bethany? <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, like, just start, like, start by launching one thing. Don't do them both at the same time. Yep. Not going to help you. Like, she literally did the photo shoot last season for the cookbook. What was that? You took photos before a book is even. It's just. <sighs> she's the but best. I feel bad, though, because, like, Ramona, I feel like, kind of knows that she's, like giving Sonia some info and she's probably going to take or leave it. Heather looks like she's really going to like take on this assignment. Mm-hmm. She's like, I will get back to you. I will do spreadsheets. And I felt for Heather in that moment. Cause I'm that person where like, if people are like, I need help with social media. I'm like, all right, here's your like plan that I should be charging you money for, but I love doing this and helping people. So here you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I you can just see it's gonna bite her on the butt. But then she, uh, when she's at Heather's, did you have anything else about Ramona's for me? No. So Heather springs that we're going to London. I have to go to London on a business trip, and I've already got a flat. So I'm just gonna like invite the girls, and they call Carol to see if she wants to come. And Sonia is in right away. Obviously, she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I need it. Um, she tells us like you know might not be the best mom thing to do but i need this um and carol is in but her publisher is gonna kill her (laughs) which i thought was really funny i was like did she ever write so this is what i was wondering obviously we know that these trips are not like last second like they make it seem you know like we know this now when not everyone is invited though does the other person because we'll find out later that Ramona was not invited on this trip. Does Ramona already know she's not invited or is this the first time she's hearing about it? I think that she might know about it, but she might like, because Heather's the lead housewife on it. I do think that Heather gets to choose if she goes or not. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Like I, I love when they're like, I planned this trip and it's in two weeks and we're going, I'm like these people on their calendars and they're all of this and their children. No, they they've known about this since before the season started but I always wonder when someone's not invited, when does that person know? Are they acting in that moment? They might be, and that's fine. But I just always wonder about that. I haven't really talked on this too much about my married to medicine journey, but I've been binge watching all of it. And I am on season eight now. And so Holy, last time we talked, you were on season five. I'm really good at binge watching. Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> I um but that show is definitely like it cracks me up when they're like, oh, they're like they're the whole show is about how busy these female doctors are. And then they'll be like, Oh, I'm like, you need me to go to DC to do these things? I think I can make that work. And I'm like, your entire storyline is that your marriage is falling apart because you work too much. But you can drop everything to go on a girl's trip mm-hmm. like, with people that you don't even like. <laughs> I know. We we all know those. I wish they wouldn't set it up the way they do, but it's fine. But it would be wor- like worse if they were like, well, I have to go to this stupid work trip. <laughs> you know, that's too much like real life. True. I did like when they did like Ultimate Girls Trip where it was like they had to we're just going on this trip for the show you know no one tried to make it seem like we're doing it for any other reason well that was the other thing that was really funny is like leah was like oh i went because like they dangled that carrot that i was gonna go uh on legacy or maybe the new roni and then like everything ceased because i got sick and now i'm suing them because they wouldn't 
put me on but like you also hate it so it's wait like, i was just i totally forgot she did legacy so even yeah. after her horrible experience she signed back up for another I show i wanted to do it again wow wow like, that's the thing like that's where i'm talking about like the girl who complains and you're like but you complain about everything and well, like on that show she did that's for sure complaints just like keep going back so it's just really interesting the girls trip of it all because that i just liked that also brandy's getting sued by the house guests which you posted the guy saying that because the daily mail okay this is so weird someone sent it to me the daily mail mentioned my account in the article about Mm -hmm. the house manager at dorinda suing bravo or whoever they're suing I posted that in like, I don't know, I don't know when that was, but it was a long time ago. And I'm like, how the hell did the Daily Mail find that I reposted this guy's thing? You were probably one of the only accounts that did, maybe? It was on my stories, though. How did they? Um, That's a good point. Yeah. You can't go through other people's archives. Well, actually... With certain social media software, you can. And I don't think I made it a highlight. I don't know. I just couldn't believe. No one messaged me. No one contacted me. Like, we're mentioning your name in this article. And then um, a follower was like, did you see you're in this Daily Mail article? I was like, what the hell are you talking about? To anybody for using their social media. No, no, they don't need to. But it was just like, when did I even post this? Like, I was so confused. But I was like, oh, cool. Thanks for the shout out, Daily Mail, I guess. Like. Maybe he's private and then so his stuff went away, but because I'm public, like, I have no idea. No, that could be it too. Yeah. I don't know. Are you a business account? Am I what? Your business account, right? Yeah, I think so. That is also like business accounts. So like if you have, this is social media dorkiness 101. It's like social media software has social media listening so that you can see other social media accounts content. Can you search though? Like, would they like be able to, like use a search bar to see yeah. like who? That's insane. I have social media listening tools that allow me to do similar things. No, it was wild. I was like, when did? Because I went to the premiere party for that Ultimate Girls trip, so I was like, oh no, this was the second one. Either way, wild, wild. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. We were going all sorts of places tonight, so. I mean it's it's just a crazy week we're right we're on the eve uh we're it's halloween that we're recording and bravo con's about to happen mm-hmm. true 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 eve of bravo con so so a- I, I don't have much to say about this next scene it's just raz Rowe and mario at lunch and the only two moments that really crack me up is that uh razzy gets a beer and that she only likes to flirt with husbands when the wives are sitting there and that she says she likes ramona I thought it was interesting that her maiden name is Diafalco or DeFalco and she's Italian. I did not realize that she was Italian um, because they were talking about how they had just come to, back from Italy. And it's really interesting. Um, this season is the first season you can really see how disinterested Mario is in Ramona. Because, like, I think in the earlier seasons, like last season, no, that's a lie. Last season, he was also very uncomfortable by her. But um, this season, it's just so obvious that he doesn't care. Like, the first few seasons, he seems charmed by her ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ramona's like, oh, we spend morning, moon, and night together. And we just have the best time and we're obsessed with each other. And just, 
Carol's just, immediately like, I call bullshit. Yeah, it's giving. I write a really long Instagram paragraph about how our love has been through trials and tribulations. Like it was literally my anniversary and I didn't even remember. To, well, there, my husband doesn't go on Instagram, but like, hence the reason I didn't even post anything because if he's not on there, why do I need to? Yeah, on social media, when people post about people who aren't even on social, living or dead, I find it a little weird. because Me I'm too. Just like, and like I, I do it myself, but it's just like when people do it a lot, I'm always just like, you know, you're performing for everybody but that person. Yeah, they don't even see it. So I don't know. We, I agree. Um, so then Ramona and Aviva go to get a wed- wedding band for Reed. Yeah, because Aviva has changed her mind and thinks her husband should be wearing a wedding band. Which honestly, you were married to Harry Dubin. Of course, you should put a ring on it. I know. And someone actually had such a good point. They said, Avivo, you met him out in the wild. If he would have helped you at Bed Bath Beyond and he had a ring on, you would have just said thank you and moved on. And that was like, you could see the light in her eyes during that where she was like, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. So, um, so she's with Ramona wedding band shopping and Heather calls to invite her to London. And she's like so overwhelmed because she's like, oh fuck, I don't like flying. And Ramona's like, I like I'm not here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is such middle school girl shit. And um Ramona's not invited. And like Aviva's like, oh shit, I shouldn't have taken that call. Yeah. And then Ramona thinks it's weird that Aviva has to talk to Reed about going on this trip and she compares it to Alex. But you know what part you're missing, Ramona? Both Alex and Aviva have very young children. Yeah. Huge difference. And I think it's also not unusual for a partnership, like with or without children. If I was partnered with somebody, even if I had a roommate, I'd be like, hey, I'm going away for the next few weeks. Were we supposed to do anything? Like, is there something going yeah, on? Yeah, not like, weird to want to talk no, to your partner and confirm like, hey, can you and whoever is helping us, because I don't know if they have a nanny or whatnot, watch the four kids while I go to London? Like, that is a lot. Yeah, she has four children. And I think they're all under like at least 10, for sure. I think the oldest it maybe is 10. And then the two or one is only like one and a half, I think. You know, they're pretty young. So, um, yeah, Ramona thinks Heather doesn't like her because everything Heather, she's everything Heather isn't. She's like, I'm secure. I don't take shit. And I'm just like, I think you're both the same. That's why you don't like each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, So then we go to Carol's jewelry launch. Yeah, the final scene of the the episode. And um, it's karen duff is there do you did you know who karen duff was Mm-mm. i love that aviva is like immediately a super fan and that just shows her age and mine duff was a famous mtv vj in the 90s um yeah. and like duff was like very like the epitome of gen x like very much like wearing all black and like being cool i remember um, the vj time though if that makes you feel better but I'm talking like this was like before Total Request Live. <laughs> okay, no, my memory is of TRL. <laughs> like when it was like House of Fashion was still on and like, uh, what a time. No, I used to rush home from like fourth grade every day to watch TRL at four o'clock. It was like, I just saw a thing on this actually that someone was talking about. Like it was like must see 
teenage, middle school, elementary school TV. This was the only way to watch music videos. That's it. Yeah. There was no YouTube. Love those days. Those were the days. Those Um, were the days. The top five. Like, there used to be, like, big music video debuts. Like, I remember when Michael Jackson's Black or White came out, and it, like, literally was, like, on Fox 5 after, like, the Super Bowl or some shit. Like, it was, like, such a big deal. I still love music videos so much. Oh, they're great. You know, who had the most, like of my time that I outside of like Backstreet Boys all that is like obviously the Lady Gaga videos those are good House of Gaga was like so iconic oh my god like that would be like I like no one makes videos like she did and I feel like there's been no anticipation of release of music videos like how she used to have them and where I go get my nails all they do is play music videos and it's my favorite thing that is good I really need to go to your nail salon (laughs) I know Um, just come and we'll go to Ellie's it's fine (laughs) they're the best I um what was I gonna say about music videos? Oh, okay go is the best. Here we go, yep on the treadmills. But like they also did one in like zero gravity and stuff. It's like they they really have fun with it. I do like that. Macklemore downtown is probably one of my favorite music videos of all time. I've probably seen that a thousand times. I don't know if I know that. Oh my god. Watch it after this. It's I just love Macklemore too. I have a massive crush on him really yeah i don't know why i mean i do know why but i've loved him forever a man who could pull off a fur why not yes oh i just love him anyway final scene we're gonna make it through this episode clearly this episode was not the most riveting it wasn't bad but not much happened tangents we've taken you down the road and back again yeah um basically they go to this like necklace jewelry thing luann is wearing the most insane necklace i've seen her wear in a while it has these like giant crystal chandelier things hanging from it it's it's crazy um i miss that that's great and basically you know it's the same sort of thing lou and ramona say hi they don't really want to interact Hmm. ramona says heather has a fake smile she's mad at her for not getting invited to london and they Um, talk about harry again i'm so sick of the harry talk oh my god dude does this man have a magic penis like I don't understand. He's not cute. How did he land these women? Women of a certain age, I feel like. It's like a Harry Dubin thing. Ugh, but like, I don't know. Nothing about him screams. I I don't know. He must have some pizzazz that I don't understand. I do love that there was a discussion of facial yoga, which is something that I really do want to get into because I know people who do it and they don't use Botox and look super young. Ooh, yeah. Uh, It's a thing, guys. Get into it. I speaking um, of, I really need to book a Botox, my Botox appointment again soon. You're a fetus. You don't need it. <laughs> I loved getting it. Okay. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And I liked the way my forehead looked. <laughs> Fair. Um, and then the, Ramona does something she always does. She apologizes for her own self-intention. I don't even know how to say it. Like her own, Not she doesn't mean it, but she goes up to Heather, Heather and apologizes for brushing off when she told her that her dad died. And, and it Heather, is the most awkward fucking timing. Yep. You bring up your fucking, like, being like, hey, by the way, I know your dad died. And, like, everyone's at a cocktail party. And the whole reason she was shitty was because she's like, this is inappropriate. And she's like, hey, everybody, remember that Heather's dad is dead? Well, I was shitty about it. So I'm sorry. I was yep. just, oh, this is making it so much worse. And it's so obvious that you're just doing it so you can go to London. 
Yep. And also, you know, Heather's naive to Ramona's apologizing way. So she thinks it's sincere and believes it, or at least that's what she says to the camera. And she, yeah, Carol's just like, I love it when they get along, but that's not going to last. <laughs> yeah, agreed. And yeah, that was, that was about it. Listen, it's, it's a slow burn. I'm enjoying it more than because I like all the women and I like the new introductions of yep. Aviva and Heather and Carol. And that's, what's keeping me interested, but I need a bit more. I feel like it's so interesting to compare it to regular Roni. And I felt like, so I watched Married to Medicine and then I watched this episode and then I watched the finale of the reunion of Roni. And I was just like, God, this is so hard to watch. Like just like putting it up against like really good reality programming. It's not like it's like so God awful, but it's just like, you just nailed it like you like all these women and they all have interesting personalities on the show right now and i just don't really feel that way with neuroni see i feel with neuroni i do really like all the women and i want to give it a second season because i do feel like more could be there especially they're almost having that season one where it's like we were kind of friends but now we filmed this and now we're actually best friends which also always leads to more issues because now they actually like so. like it, Jessel, Aaron, and Bryn said they hang out all the not Aaron, Jessel, Bryn, and Uba are like BFF trio. And like once now it's whether they were all kind of semi friends and now they're real friends, I think that will will lead to good goodness. I'm willing to give it a second season. It, I'm just I just don't buy that Jenna is friends with them. No, I don't buy that Jenna's friends with them. But I know Bryn and Jessel and Uba yeah. are all definitely friends. They hang out. I'm a not lot. saying get rid of all of them. I'm just saying. I don't like Sai. <laughs> I think we all agree that we don't want Sai back. And I keep trying, man. I keep trying. No. I keep going into it being like, all right, let's give her a shot. And like the Crappens guys pointed it out today. And I was like, that's it. I was like screaming in my car. They were like, even when she apologizes, she's mean. Yes. And also constantly hitting like taking hits at Jessel feels like you're hitting on like a golden retriever. Like Jessel has golden retriever kind of energy. Like, yeah, just she, she's like a smarter Sonia in a sense. Like, I don't know. She just doesn't seem like a person who has ill intent. And it feels like, like, I think she just says the wrong thing at the wrong time sometimes, but I don't think she intends to be mean ever. And Sai goes at her very mean. And I just feel like that's like, it'd be one thing if she had that energy for Bryn because Bryn can hold her own and not that Jessel can't, but it just feels like, what is your deal with obsessing about Jessel? Well, I mean, even the, and we won't go on this too long, but I just will say like the, like you lied about your husband going to Vietnam. Like it was never a lie. Like also everything in a couple of weeks. Yes. Like, that is the stupidest thing to be like, you're lying. <laughs> and everything that, like, Jessel would be like, you said this. And they'd be like, no, I didn't. And it's like, no, you literally did. Like, the whole audience is like, we saw you make inferences that you thought he was cheating. We saw you make fun of them having sex when they said that she didn't explain part of the reason why they weren't having sex. And then they literally flash back to her being like, I had IVF and sex became a chore. And we were trying to conceive for five years. And she said all of that. Granted, Erin was not there. Mm-hmm. because it was in the car but i was and she was like you didn't say that and i get it's lord knows they filmed this over a year ago but it's like just watch the episode 
<laughs> you can see she said but it. Also, like, ask follow-up questions. Like, the reason why you never know anything about these people is that you don't ask good follow-up questions. Yeah, that's the like, opposite of me. <laughs> like, the thing, exactly, you are very much follow-up question queen. <laughs> But it's just like, oh, your parents are immigrants. What was that like growing up? Would have been the expect like correct response instead of screaming in her face that her immigrant parents' story is not her story. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're talking about how your mother was an alcoholic all the time, Sai, and that's your story. So you're allowed to, but no one else is. Yeah. We will see what happens with the new Roni, but for now, that's the I'm end of old interested. Roni. Yeah, <laughs> this was the end of this. And I still, I love going back. I just think it really shows like what the show was when it was. Yeah, it, there's a reason people have it as their favorite franchise. That's for sure. Well, we'll be back next week with more and we appreciate you guys for listening. And uh, maybe something exciting will happen at BravoCon. So. Yeah. We well, will see. Neither of us are going, but no, unfortunately, I'll not. watch it on Peacock. Oh, I will be. That's my plan. That and Selling Sunset this weekend. Ooh, what a great weekend. Oh, sounds fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for us. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.